Next on BYU Sports Nation, answering the hard questions, BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo discusses allegations, autonomy, and scheduling. BYU and the mighty Pac-12 add another series. And the latest on running back Jamal Williams' injury. Plus, we're two-on-one with linebacker Bronson Kafusi and live to Spain for BYU women's hoops. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Shine bright like a diamond. Nice. BYU Sports Nation live on your radio, (laughs) television, and other media machines. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Thursday, August 21st, I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with one of Rihanna's biggest fans, Jerem Jordan. Have you seen the, was it an SNL skit? Rihanna versus Beyonce? I have have not seen seen it. It's pretty funny. I don't know if I'm one of her biggest fans, but sure, yeah, I like some of her stuff. Not a biggest fan? I'm not the biggest fan, no. (laughs) Generally, what you say about me is not true in this moment. This is still the case. Stop it. (laughs) Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. We are one day closer to football. Yes, we are. Yes. Woo! BYU Sports Nation holding its collective breath yesterday when news first hit the Twitterverse that Jamal Williams had gone down with a knee injury and was being attended to. And I'm thinking, we just talked today about... How BYU yeah, had yeah, survived nice. fall camp with no significant injuries other than Nick Kurtz. Yeah, I heard that. I was like, why are you even saying that? Someone's going to get it. Bang! Bang Jam- Jamal, Rufio. Jamal goes down. Yeah, Jamal goes down. However, BYU Sports Nation told it's not serious, and uh, he's not going to play at UConn. Apparently. Mild sprain. Oh, wait. He was already going to miss UConn. Right. Mild sprain. So, luckily, it's going to be okay. More importantly for Jamal, he's going to miss a couple practices and we'll go from there. He can't like. go to classic skating now. What are you going to do? What are you going to do now? He's got to have a backup. That's important. <laughs> what is his backup to what's, classic what's skating? His, what's his too deep of Saturday, Friday entertainment? We That's need to ask him that question. Yeah. Don't and know we, the answer. And we will. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question. What's the biggest BYU sports news that came out yesterday? A lot happened. Tom Homo's uh, Q&A with the media, which I attended, and we'll talk about at length here in a moment. Uh, Two-game series with Washington, Jamal Williams' knee. Why does it always have to be on one Miami day? Beach Why Bowl? can't we like spread it out like <laughs> one big thing on each day? Yeah, there was a lot yesterday. A lot to get to. <laughs> like about, seven things But like yesterday. those four things are kind of the main thing. So weigh in using the hashtag BYUSN. At JM Matson 32 the news that J-Swag Daddy avoided a season-ending knee injury. Yeah. You could hear the exhale across Cougar Nation. Absolutely. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I think everyone was on pins and needles there for a little while, figuring out what was the extent of the knee injury. Just so. get back for Texas. Yeah, that's what we want. Seriously, BYU Sports Nation simulcast in beautiful radio vision translation. We're on BYU Radio simulcast weekdays on BYU TV. Rise and shout, my friends! It's time for what's trending. What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one. All access with the BYU Athletic Director. Tom Holmo held an informal roundtable discussion for select members of the media yesterday. Jerem Jordan involved in that circle. He answered questions on just about every burning topic surrounding BYU football right now and its current state. We'll 53 start, minutes long, by the way. Yeah, almost an hour and just loads of information. Nothing crazy groundbreaking, but still nice to hear the guy that's in charge of it all discuss the hot topics. We'll start today's discussion 
with BYU's awaited response from the NCAA. Let's get you caught up. The NCAA still hasn't officially responded in regard to allegations of improper benefits within the BYU program. BYU conducted an internal investigation, self-reported, and now they wait. But hopefully not much longer. It's been almost two months. I mean, in two days, it's been two months. So BYU expects to hear back before Connecticut. However, Tom Homel said that it's not major. It's going to be minor stuff and that the possibility exists that BYU will have to pay back or do some repayments on some things. So that gave us the first class to what may have happened in that. Yeah, we're what not do you spe- have to pay back? We're not going to speculate on that, but this, ha- this happens more often than you think with NCAA schools. So BYU, as Jeremy mentioned, expecting to hear back before the UConn game. What if they don't? I mean, I feel like the longer this goes on, the— What if they l- don't? They, they expect—they were told they will be told something before UConn. They were told that they would hear six weeks ago as well. <laughs> but it's, we're not to UConn yet. They I know. Have time. I know. I'm, I'm just saying. Like, it's, it's taken a while. For, the point I'm making is the longer this drags on, I'm becoming less and less concerned with the supposed gravity well, of the, the situation. This is twice that Tom Homo has, has yeah. said that very thing, that it's minor. Yeah. If that. Also, the NCAA, and here's the key word, is reviewing, not doing further investigation on the matter. So they're just looking at what BYU reported. Yep. And BYU suggested no harsh penalties. Of course they would. Well, Mom, well, I really don't want to be able to do X, Y, and Z as a teenager who got in trouble or something. You know what I mean? Well, if there's a school that would suggest harsh penalties for itself, it would be BYU. You would think, right? Yeah, absolutely. But apparently there wasn't anything for that to happen. I don't know. Anyways, BYU will hear from the NCAA, get it. It sounds like get slapped on the wrist and go from there. It's a, that's as specific as as it got. Yeah. Tom spoke on the subject at length, but uh, here's just uh, a highlight from yesterday's discussion. We got a call the other day. I think they're going to review our case uh, in the next couple of days or something, but we'll hear back hopefully soon. And like then it. I followed that up by saying, "Do you expect to hear before Connecticut?" And he said, "Yes." There you go. Okay, so we hope to hear within the next few days because we're getting really close to Connecticut. Next up, scheduling. An early rise and shout to Mr. Homo for adding a great series to the future BYU schedules. They had a home and road, you're welcome, Jerem, to uh, the schedule with the Washington Huskies, which opens BYU up to their fans in the Northwest. I love it. Yeah, I was, I was at the game the last time they played in 08, the block PAT by Jan Jorgensen. Jake Locker, that whole deal. So 2018 in Seattle, 2019 in Provo. 2019 ends up looking like a fantastic schedule for BYU. Oh, it's out of this world right now. Uh, Home games right now, USC, Washington, Boise State, Wisconsin. You would expect Utah to be in the mix as well. And uh, Utah State would be a road game if they go there. Will Notre Dame be in the mix? That was discussed yesterday. Yeah. Um, So 2019 schedule is looking good. By the way, that would be the first year of a new contract with ESPN if BYU renews that. They'd be crazy not to. Yeah, not by coincidence that that is the first year that BYU needs a new TV contract. Yes. This is well played by the athletic director. Hey, Espen, we already have a great relationship. But uh, just look what we've lined up in 2019. Now look at our home schedule. And By the way, ESPN is involved in scheduling. With BYU. Remember when the pact with Utah was like, oh, we're not going to play the next two years? No one forgets. ESPN uh, and Larry Scott, you know, I'm not sure, you know, November with BYU, whatever. ESPN came in and made that work. So now BYU has games against Utah, USC, and Stanford in November in the future. 
Thank you, ESPN. Thank you, Mothership. Do you remember when BYU wasn't on ESPN and from 2005 to 2010? Don't forget how incredible and Team. unique this relationship with ESPN is and what it has done for BYU football. Part of the restoration of all things, we would say, around these parts. The apostasy uh, <laughs> in broadcasting. They're the worldwide leader. <laughs> okay, BYU and the Pac-12, oh, by the way, continue this regional tie. Makes you wonder, you know, could, could BYU work out a deal with the Pac-12, kind of like Notre Dame has with the ACC at some point in the future? They already do, informally. Yeah. They're playing a bunch of games with the Pac-12, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Holler! BYU has nine, that's the stat of the day, of the 12 Pac-12 teams on future schedules. The only three they don't have right now, Oregon State, Colorado, and Oregon. I would love the two Oregon teams. Oregon. Can't say I'm... Having grown up in Portland a little bit, that would have been great. That'd be great. There there are so many LDS members and BYU alumni in the Northwest. Washington, Washington State, that helps. Portland is huge. You You have high schools that have seminary buildings in Vancouver, Washington. Huge LDS yep. population yep. up there. Yeah. So that, that, Jeff is, Chapman could have home games. This is, you know what I'm saying? This is a great thing for BYU the longer they continue this relationship with the Pac-12. A lot of you are wondering about the Notre Dame game. Jack Swarbuck, their athletic director, said they want the game. BYU has played two road games in South Bend. They're almost they owed did, a home game. They did two two-for-ones. And so that second two-for-one doesn't sound like it's going to happen. BYU's hoping. To, and Tom Holmes said, I'm willing to wait instead of just getting that game bought out right now. Yeah. Willing to wait for that home game. So that's still in limbo. But it's in question, which I'm worried about. They I want both Notre want Dame to play. Provo. Both 80s want to play the game. BYU played the two. Come for the one. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. The last noteworthy topic that we're going to bring up in re- regard of uh, Tom Homo's informal discussion yesterday is college football autonomy in the Power Five conference. It was a lot about that, the majority. BYU will keep up in some things, not all things, and that is intentional. What will happen in this competitive world of college athletics is individual schools will go, I got an idea, and they'll do it because they can. And BYU might say, you know what, we're not going to follow that. We don't feel we have to keep up with the Joneses on everything. We can't do that. And you know what? Most schools can't do everything. That's a great point. The P5 autonomy thing is chaos right now. There are a select number of schools, like 8 or 10, that have crazy money that are just going to blow the lid off this thing. But the majority of P5 schools are going to be right there with BYU. They can't afford to do all of this stuff like Alabama and LSU and the SEC powers. The one thing that Tom Holman mentioned in regards to this specifically was that BYU with food, previously in the nutrition center, you could only get like four things, bagels, nuts, protein shakes, and something else I can't remember. Uh, now you can get fruits. Now you can get anything you want as of now. So Which that I has think changed that's great. immediately. Let yeah. them eat. Yeah. Let the people eat. How do we get in there and get whatever we want is the real question. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm on the swim team. Uh, can I have a bagel? <laughs> I'm going to try that. Last quote from Tom. Our expenses and revenue have increased. Okay. While things get as more lo- expensive, as long we're as making the more money. bigger exactly. than the expenses. Exactly. Stay in the black. Our Twitter question today, what is the biggest BYU sports news that came out yesterday? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Billy Wonka. Brother Holmo, still not worried nice. about joining the P5 and slightly regretting what Bronco said publicly to the Big 12. I didn't feel like Tom Homo told me anything that I didn't know about that yesterday. He reiterated the same sentiments he's had previously. He just wanted to, he's like, I wish I could have talked to Bronco before he did it. Yeah, and he, yeah, 
he said similar comments on Football Media Day. It was interesting because Tom Homo said, listen, in regards to conference expansion, he says, I can't tell anyone anything they don't know regarding us. And, like, I don't have to sell BYU. They know exactly what's up Campaigning with, over. with everybody. Yes. Yes. They've campaigned plenty. At A.G. Evans 9, let's just lend Jamal the magic Taysom knee brace so he can go for 500-plus versus Texas. Hashtag magic knee. Jamal had 182 against Texas. Everyone forgets he had a fantastic game that day as well. We watched him run for 216 against Nevada yesterday during our lunch hour. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was a good game. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation, the home and road series with Washington 2018 in Seattle, 2019 in Provo, and the Miami Beach Bowl gets an official kickoff time as we suspected Monday, December 22nd at 2 Eastern, a noon kickoff time, Mountain Time. If you've watched this program, that's not news. We knew uh, it was going to happen the 22nd, most likely. But 12 Mountain Time local in Utah, 2 Eastern. Early, baby. Get your white pants ready. Up next, we take the show (laughs) international, checking in with BYU women's hoops in Spain. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home. For authentic BYU products, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter if you don't already, and shame on you if you don't, at BYU Sports Nation. Shame on you, shame on your cow. <laughs> Friday, September 5th. There's no easy transition to that. No, Friday, you. September 5th, we'll be live in the BYU store for two hours. If you're local, come hang out. 10 to 12 Mountain Time, 12 to 2 Eastern Time. Uh, come hang out. We're very excited to be back in the BYU store again. That's an enormous weekend. Play Texas oh, on Saturday. Huge. The volleyball team has a potential top 10 matchup at home that night against Washington. Yeah, that's Volleyball. A, that's a good weekend. What is the biggest BYU sports news that came out yesterday at Cougar Fans as BYU football's killer home schedule for 2019? Wisconsin, USC, Washington, Boise State, and likely Utah. 2019. <sighs> what so if you away. add Notre Dame to that <laughs> schedule? At home. What if a volcano <laughs> delayed a college football game? Oh, wait, that happened. That, that's happening. That is, Central yeah. Florida and Penn State in Dublin. Oh, man. What a buzzkill that McElroy is. Rory can't go to that one now. Yeah. Joining us live from Spain, representing BYU women's basketball, as we take BYU Sports Nation International, is Ashley Garfield. Ashley, what is going on? Hi, guys. How's it going? We are doing fantastic. Since uh, it's like 6.16, what did you have for dinner? Exactly. Um, we actually haven't had dinner yet. They eat dinner really late here in Spain, so we've had lunch. I had pasta for lunch, but we're actually not eating until after our game. Okay. So you have a game in, in uh, just a little bit. Tell us about the, the game tonight and the matchup. Yeah. So uh, we play a team that is a national team up here in the Basque region, which is uh, the northern part of Spain. And they're kind of their own little entity of themselves as far as they're the they're part of, of Spain, obviously, but they're the national team for this region. What's been the best part about being in Spain so far with your team? I think just being able to kind of explore the cities that we've been in. Uh, we've been able to do a lot of walking tours and walking around the cities and just kind of seeing a little bit of everything. Um, there's beautiful architecture uh, we've been to the beach the last two days here in San Sebastian, which is absolutely beautiful. Ashley Garfield, a senior guard forward for BYU women's basketball, joining us live from Spain as the Cougars continue their European road trip. Uh, we had Jeff Judkins on the show before he left, and, and our show was enough to push him over the top and get him on Twitter. <laughs> has, he discussed, yeah. has he discussed the Twitter machine with you, Ashley? 
<laughs> he hasn't with me, no. He's still, I don't know if he knows if he's called it a tweet, or I think sometimes he still calls it a twit. He, <laughs> he struggles with he struggles with the, the terminology and the idea of it a little bit, but he's doing good. His tweets have been really good, so we're excited to have him on there. Who's the uh, Who's been the best uh, with social media on your trip so far, on your team? The best. I'm trying to think here. Norma does a good job. She she keeps the everyone information informed. Sports information director. Yes, yes, Norma Collette. Um, I think Zojan Harry. She's done her fair share. She uh, she got she gets her social media around and stuff. So, is it is this trip what you wanted it to be, or what you expected it to be, or or has it been different? Um, it's been a little bit different in in certain aspects, but for the most part, uh, it's. It's been what I've expected. We've been able to see a lot of different things, a lot of cool things, and experience um, a lot of the Spanish culture. We've been able to um, to see how they live on a day-to-day basis, which has been awesome. At what point did you realize Jennifer Hampson wasn't going on the trip and playing in the games? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we talked to her still during season, and she'd said that she didn't think she'd be able to come just because um, it's – during volleyball season as well, and she's also been on an international trip before, so I don't think we were completely banking on that, but it sure would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just kidding in that, but so she could have gone, possibly? Um, I don't think so, just because she went with the volleyball team to Brazil last year, yeah. and so usually um, people only go on one trip, but I mean, the, it being during volleyball season as well kind of would complicate things. Ashley, every team has a jokester. Who is who is the team clown on BYU women's basketball this year? The team clown. Jeez, we have a couple. Um, Morgan Bailey always keeps us laughing for sure. She's got her own little personality. Uh, we have a freshman on the team this year, Amanda Wayman, who's uh, she's provided quite a few laps on this trip, so she's been fun. And then Christine Fuller, she's got she's got quite the personality as well. What's life been like for you guys as a team on and off the court after going to the Sweet 16? I think there's definitely that special bond um, that you have with those teammates uh, just just because of those shared experiences and those things that we were able to, to accomplish together last season. And so to be able to kind of start things even earlier this year um, with this trip here has been really special, and I think it just – Bring us even closer together. You certainly peaked at the right time going to the Sweet 16 last year. You're one of two teams in the country to ever have a second-half lead against the UConn women who won the national championship. So with that mm-hmm. accomplished, what are your team expectations this year when you lose a player like Jen Hampson? What are the objectives and goals? Um, obviously, losing a player like Jen, there's going to be people that have to, have to step up and do different things. And uh, that's not to say that we're going to be a different team in the sense that Coach Shudkin's teams um, are always going to defend. They're always going to execute really well. And so in that sense, uh, we're going to be the same. But as I mentioned before, we're going to have to do things a little bit differently. Uh, defensively, we can't allow ourselves to get beaten and just depend on Jen to be there to block the shots. And so um, we're going to have to step it up as individuals. But I think if, if each person does their part, then, then hopefully we won't notice as much. Ashley, if I'm not mistaken, I believe your GPA is like crazy high. Do you mind reminding us uh, what your cumulative GPA is and maybe what you got last semester, if you don't mind? You don't have to, of course. No, I, I think there's I some. Mind. I think there's some law against this, maybe. So if you don't want to, you don't have to. 
as long as I don't get in trouble. Um, no, I think my, my cumulative is uh, 3.97, and then uh, the last few semesters I've had a 4.0. Good wow. grief. Woo! Good grief. I, early Ashley. rising yeah, shout. Yeah, yeah, let's give her a rising Garner. shout for that. What's the, how, how, Thank you. How, do you, how do you do that, playing sports and maintaining that kind of GPA? Um, you just have to learn to, to prioritize your time and and to actually make yourself study when you're on the road and, and go to class when you're you're in town. And then I just try to learn to be a good student as far as uh, always handing in my homework on time and taking notes and just trying to do my best. Ashley Garfield, senior guard forward out of Morgan, Utah, joining BYU Sports Nation right now. They're on a trip in Spain. Ashley, with a 3.97 GPA, are you fluent at Spanish yet now that you've been there like a week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, definitely not. I took Spanish in high school, but that has long since left my brain, and so... We're doing our best to, to piece together phrases and words so that we can get along, but luckily we have a few people with us that can speak Spanish. I hear, I hear that Norma Collette is one of those people. Norma's Chilean. Yes, yes. Norma has helped us in many situations. She's able to communicate when, when we can't, so it's been really nice to have Norma here. Brian Santiago, um, he's also here with us, and he can speak Spanish as well. Dan Nielsen, right? Did he serve a mission in Spanish? Yeah. One of the yeah, assistant Dan coaches. also does. I want to ask you this, Ashley. Yeah. We, we talked about uh, Tom Homel met with the media yesterday and mentioned the Nutrition Center, how now you can get any food there that you want. Have you taken advantage right. of the new, uh, I guess, guidelines with the Nutrition Center of eating whatever you want? Um, we haven't yet. I didn't know that it was open until after we left, I don't think. Um, but we've used the Nutrition Center as far as that they've had for the past year, and I know that our team definitely does take take full advantage of those opportunities, and I'm sure we will in the future. BYU Sports Nation going international right now with the BYU women's basketball team, specifically Ashley Garfield, uh, who returns for her senior season. How does this trip make your team better, Ashley? What are you learning about your team now? I think we're able to see uh, kind of the things, the holes that the seniors have left last year and the things that we really need to work on as a team and as individuals. And then also, obviously, being able to practice for 10 days before we left um, is an added bonus, and it allowed our freshmen to come in and, and learn things that they would have to wait to, to learn until probably October. Uh, so in that sense, it's, it's been really good for our team. Where are you now, and what's going on around you? <laughs> we are just getting off of the bus now for our second game, and so people are unloading and, and getting their bags off. Who's not ready to play? Who's <laughs> <laughs> not ready to play? Well, uh, currently some of the girls are still in their swimsuits right now, so I think that <laughs> what in the world? They, probably, <laughs> they probably need to change their attire. Maybe. Okay. Well, know, yeah, that, that's a start. Put on, put on your uniform first. It's a preference first. thing, I think. But <laughs> <laughs> how, has, uh, how has the competition been thus far? I mean, I know you played a co-ed team, and you're, you're going to take on a mm-hmm. men's team in your final game. What has the competition quality been like? Um, so that first game that we played in, definitely the boys uh, had a higher skill level than the girls. Uh, there were four girls and the three boys, and I think for the first half, only one of the girls scored. All the rest was the boys. Um, in the second half, the girls scored a couple more, but it was definitely the girls' level of play wasn't as high. But I think this team that we're supposed to play today, they we've seen them on the streets, and they look like they're going to be a pretty good ball club. But not as good as you, hopefully. We'll, we'll see. We, we mentioned, <laughs> That's the plan. Yes. We mentioned Coach Judkins on Twitter. What will it take, and we need your help on this, to get a photo of Jeff Judkins in a Matador outfit? 
That would be an interesting photo. We actually, I think our best bet for that would have been in Madrid because we went um, to a bullfighting arena, mm-hmm. but we didn't manage to get a get a picture there. Just shoot. Yeah, does, does Coach Judkins, does he have any quirky things that he does while he's traveling? What, what can you tell us yeah, about, about It's just Juddy. us three. It's not on TV or radio right now. You know, it's just us three. No one, the nation isn't listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> Juddy when he travels. I'm trying to think of anything. He's pretty funny about his food. I mean, he's tried a few new things, but, but Juddy doesn't like to branch out a ton, I don't think. And... He doesn't sleep on the planes. He and I were probably awake the entire flight from JFK to, to Madrid. We had a hard time sleeping on the flight. How long is that flight? Like eight hours? Yeah, that was an eight-hour flight. Oh. Eight hours is nothing. Like it's 12 or 13 yeah. to Sao Paulo from Atlanta. Come on! Jaren pulling the one-up <laughs> That card. was the longest flight I'd ever been on. Yeah, so. no, that is really long. That is really long. Um, what, what kind of swag uh, will you bring back for us for our set? What kind of flag? Would you guys like a Spanish flag? Because I'm pretty sure we can make that happen. Maybe a Spanish flag? Yeah, a, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anything that screams Spain, we would love. We would love. Okay, we'll see what we can do for sure. We've already got something coming from Dan Nelson, apparently. But uh, let's, yeah, oh, let's, let's, let's ramp it up. <laughs> okay. Ashley, I'll go- make sure that we have something. I want some ice cream. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> We've be all been difficult. eating it about two to three times a day, so I don't know if there will be any less. <laughs> Fair enough. Ashley, great to talk to you. Enjoy the rest of your trip in Spain, and good luck on the basketball court. Thank you very much. A team that goes to the Sweet 16 last year, Jerem, and as I mentioned, they, they led UConn. UConn was worried for just a moment, just a moment, against BYU, and they didn't really worry against any other team all year. Win- winners don't talk about halftime leads, dude, or barely leading. That was cool. When it's the UConn women, you lost the game. It was great they competed. You make exceptions. We're two-on-one with BYU football's Bronson Cafusi next. Viva España. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision. Broadcasting crystal clear on BYU Radio simulcast on BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes, or you can subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. Next Friday, August 29th, 6 Eastern Time, live on BYU TV. Countdown to kickoff. Can't wait. We'll get you ready for BYU in Connecticut. Spencer will be in East Hartford at Rentschler Field with live reports and interviews. Uh, We'll have the crew here in Provo as well. Next week, we'll let you know how you can participate in the studio audience, by the way. It's free. You just show up. We'll let you know when you can reserve a seat, or you can just show up. We got food for you at halftime. It's a fun gig. I remember Get on when, TV, I, I, remember when I got my flight plans for East Hartford, and I was like, "Wow, it's getting real." It's next week. Next week, I yeah. leave in less than a week. That blows my mind. We we have almost made it. <laughs> we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. Bronco asked us if we had enough in the tank. You know, if we have enough in the tank, you can't have done. Come did on, you, man! Did you peak too early? We go every day. There's an off-season for football, taking vacay, just running around. We go every day, man. We, every day's a game. We have 260 games. 260 games. What's our national We haven't repeated a single show on a certain day. We'll repackage something on a holiday maybe of fresh, you know, old interviews, but we're in here doing it. 
Every day, Bronco. Every day is game day. Hashtag everyday greatness. Oh, he told us that when we perform at the highest level, he will reward us. He on hasn't set. been watching, man. He's gonna. He said he's. I, I'm gonna show up in the middle of the show and give you something if you're performing at the highest now, now level. Now I took. I took small issue with that because he sat on this set on media day and said, "Hey, I got something for you." And now he's like, "Well, I've got to see more." It's conditional you know, it's like, now. All right. Hey, hey, bring it on. We'll earn it. Great. Let's go. Resetting today's trending topics. Tom Holmo with an informal. Q&A with select members of the media yesterday, including one Jerem Jordan, uh, who uh, he was asked about everything from autonomy to scheduling. Uh, the majority of the conversation was spent on where BYU fits into this autonomy conversation, which is interesting because it's so unknown right now. There's so much involved. Uh, what I took from that interview was that BYU will compete where they can, but they're not going to try and keep up with everything. Nor will most schools. Yeah. BYU is going to do what's best for BYU and stay competitive. The, right now, that's food. Do they increase personnel, facilities? You know, we'll, we'll see. Jamal Williams suffering a mild knee sprain during practice yesterday. Uh, he's already out for the UConn game, serving a one-game suspension. Uh, but let's, let's just hope that he's back for Texas. And, and it appears that he is okay from pictures we saw yesterday on uh, Twitter with uh, President Uchtdorf, a member of the uh, the First Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And and so uh, things look like they're okay for Jamal. It's only mild when it's not you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's okay. It's a mild knee sprain. mild. You're like, doesn't feel mild. His knee's the size of a softball. It's all good. It was good that there was swelling. Yes. Yes. And Washington terrorist. and BYU announced a two-game series 2018 to be played in Seattle, 2019 in Provo, making the 2019 BYU football the home greatest schedule. Ever. <laughs> Seriously. I don't like superlatives, and I love a superlative for that schedule. USC, Washington, Boise State, Wisconsin, likely Utah added later. Uh, I've just been told that uh, season no, tickets haven't. have been sold out for oh, nice. 2019. I was like, <laughs> if, you pu- if you put your <laughs> hand up to your ear, it's fake. This just in. Yeah. What is this, a movie? Yeah. Yes. Why do, why do people? I, I know that's loud in some environments. I think I've had to do that one time in when you live were in reporting. the news biz. Yes, it, there was a ton of screaming and shouting going on, and I was trying to hear my anchor, and I was like, "Talk louder on live television!" But <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. That's awesome. That's such a movie thing. Bronson Kafusi's story is one of the more intriguing stories right now in BYU. One football. man. Making the transition from defensive line now to a starting outside linebacker, getting a late start in fall camp as he nurses some bumps and bruises. Well, today he's the center of our two-on-one Cougar Camp all-access feature. We are getting you ready for the BYU football season with insider access to fall camp. This is Cougar Camp all-access on BYU Sports Nation. Here with Bronson Kafusi, a defensive lineman last year, now back to outside linebacker. Bronson, uh, you got a, a little bit of a, a slower start into fall camp. Now you're back, and it seems running full speed. How does your body feel as you uh, you're going full speed now? Oh, it feels great. I mean, I've been rehabbing it and getting it ready to go. So just getting that momentum really for the for the first game. When did you realize your vacation was over in fall camp? <laughs> well, man, I just knew it was going to be over from the beginning. So I was waiting for it. <laughs> When did you jump back into practice? Uh, well, last week I was they kind of like integrated me into it. So I went and did some skelly periods and things, and then um, this week I went full pads and full go. So it's been good. And was it a hamstring that you kind of tweaked in off-season conditioning? Yeah, just tweaked it. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
and it feels good right now? Feels great. Okay. Ready to go. Play tomorrow. <laughs> you feel like you have more energy than all the rest of your teammates right now? <laughs> For sure. I, I, I do. I do. And you can tell on film, too, because, you know, their legs are dying because they've been going for two weeks. And you know, my, my legs are fresh. You know, I've been conditioning and stuff. But it's just a different tempo. So, You played linebacker in the spring. Now here in the fall, do you feel completely comfortable with it at this point? Yeah. Yeah, I feel, I feel really comfortable with it. What's been the biggest challenge for you transitioning from defensive line back to linebacker? Yeah. Um, you know, at first it was the coverages, and I feel like I got the, that down. So really now it's now I'm learning all the linebacker positions. So you know, when we go into our nickel nickel package where we're rushing the passer, I can jump to any position they want on the field, and we can bring in more people. So um, being able to know every single position on the field, I think that's the hardest thing. Uh, but I'm, I'm getting it down. How vocal do you have to be in that position? Uh, you know, it just depends on the play call, but. I mean, in any outside linebacker position, you're going to be vocal either way. What are you most comfortable with in terms of the different things that you need to do? Um, probably rushing off the edge. I'm most comfortable with that and playing against the run. And then the last would be going to coverage. So that's how I put it in order. <laughs> are, you, are you happy not to have to put a hand on the ground? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It saves my back. <laughs> How many quick slants do you think that uh, the outside linebackers will see from opponents when you're 6'8 and Elani is 6'5? <laughs> Zero. But uh, I'd, I'd rather let them try to throw it over me. So hopefully they try to check the ball over me so I can jump up there and Elani can too jump up there and grab it. <laughs> Ask Idaho State. Uh, have you noticed that uh, because of your height, certain, uh, maybe in practice, quarterbacks play you a little differently than others because of the height? Yeah, for sure. I mean, when the quarterback looks out, all they see is me. So, I mean, yeah, you know, with the shorter guys, maybe they can see the guy behind them, seeing how that route's forming. But I feel like, you know, when I run out there, they can't really see anything behind me. So they automatically, I see them look at me, and then they'll check off and go to their next, next route. You came back from your mission in a very similar circumstance to now what Harvey Longy is going through. Have you been able to talk to Harvey about what you did and help him kind of transition back in? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, every single return missionary that comes home, you know, right before fall camp, you know, my heart goes out for them because I know how, <laughs> I know how the body feels. Uh, your mind's telling your body to go faster, but your body just can't do that. And so being able to help them understand, you know, you just kind of got to ease your way into it, you know, and every day just get a little bit faster and you can't just put it all out there or else you'll get hurt. Nick Hall and Paul Tidwell talked about you in particular saying you were used situationally, third down, that kind of thing when you got off your mission. Is that kind of the most they can do is probably situational stuff or it depends on every guy? Yeah, it depends on every guy. I mean, some guys, um, you know, some guys can come in and, you know, really play a lot if they know the defense, you know, first of all, and then if their bodies can hang in there. So, I'd say the biggest thing is just learning the defense and, you know, being so good at it that, you know, everyone on the field and our coaches trust you. And so you really have to prove that during, you know, opportunities like fall camp, spring ball. Now, 10 days away from Connecticut, what do you feel like this team has to do over the next 10 days to go next level uh, as you prepare for your first game of the season? Yeah, I mean, uh, to, to really get to that next level, our team just needs to, execute i mean we have great players we have depth and we need at every single level to execute you know right now you see the ones executing then you go down to the twos and um you know they execute but maybe here or there they might mess up and then threes you know maybe a little bit more so really getting everyone on the same page so that we can fire off at all levels corbin your brother is now on the basketball team uh -huh. what what was your reaction when that decision was made and what role did you play in that <laughs> 
Well, my role was, he just called me. Uh, my role was kind of, we went, we went to uh, BYU basketball camp to coach, and I said, hey, look, there's a basketball coaches. Go dunk this ball. And, <laughs> and so, I mean, I already knew, like, he's so good. And so I was really excited for him. I mean, he's such a, you know, great athlete. I mean, you know, he can, he can jump so high, dunk anything. I mean, it's just amazing. So I love, I love watching him play. And I still like playing up against him. But <laughs> He's wearing much. number 44, Bronson. Was that a pointed move at maybe a, maybe you told him to wear 44 so that Gonzaga is now still fearing the 44 Kafusi connection? <laughs> I, I, that's, for, that's just news to me right okay, now. So, yeah, yeah. man, that's exciting. I didn't know that. Uh, that's, that's a good number to be. <laughs> Who's a better athlete? Oh... I'd say he's a better athlete vertically, and I'm a better athlete going forward and backward. Okay. <laughs> there we go. That's a Political. fair answer, right? That's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, good answer, Bronson. That's fair. Hey, thanks for the time, Bronson. Good uh, luck in the approaching season. Hey, thank you. Bronson Kafusi is a force big. to oh. be reckoned with. Okay, he's, he says that his brother's athletic. He is a very athletic person. Just ask Kelly Olenek. Hey, do you want... Do you want a six eight outside linebacker coming at you? There wasn't as much athleticism involved in that particular play. You're Brute force. Yeah, he's a six eight outside linebacker who Kelly Papinga says can run around with the best of them. He has zero issues covering people. That from Kelly. Like, I'm not concerned about and it that, at all. And that's where Bronson said maybe uh, he needs to work on his game the most is at at that. The nice thing about Bronson Kufusi is in nickel and maybe even dime situations with BYU, Bronson can stay on the field and do whatever you need him to do. Play. Be a down lineman, get in a three-point stance, four-point stance, whatever you need. Play outside linebacker, whatever, because you'll, you'll, uh, you'll mix it up there. So the versatility that he brings is fantastic. Not to mention the height where he mentioned, I don't expect any quick slants, and I want quarterbacks to try to throw over me. Yeah. Then you have the Kafusi smash, which exactly. we saw a ton of times last year at the defensive line position. So what can he do? You drop him back a little bit more. Like the quarterback drops they, back, and in his words, all they see is me. <laughs> ho- hopefully, hopefully, uh, he gets opportunities in space to make more plays. As a D lineman at BYU, you just don't have as many chances to actually make the play. Block what, eater. Yes. What is the biggest BYU sports news that came out yesterday? Let's get a few tweets in. Tweet, tweet. At Matthew W. Evans, doesn't matter the attempts at mitigation. Running back superstar with a knee injury is big news. Hashtag special fast. Uh, you know, it's it's minor. It sounds like he'll be ready for Texas. But, yeah, that's <laughs> it, it was nerve-wracking yesterday for sure. At Jman 426 Jamal's knee injury wasn't serious. And I guess that's a response to, uh, in a way, to Matthew W. Evans. There you go. There you go. Okay. Keep your tweets coming using the hashtag BYUSN. We'll tell you why uh, Jeremy and I qualify for that uh, BYU meal plan, potentially. We do? <laughs> awesome. One of, our Twitter we followers says we, one of our Twitter followers says we do. Hey, what's the chance team. BYU gets that home game with Notre Dame in the near future? We put percentages to the question. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic B to the Y to the U products. We're broadcasting in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Our live sporting events start on Monday. Can you believe it? No. Women's soccer, Monday, 7.30 Eastern time versus Washington State. Watch it and listen to it live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. That's Spencer Linton on the call. That's a great home opener. Washington State's a very good team. They're from uh, the mighty Pac-12, Spender. Well, they're just outside the top 25. I mean, they're a good good. good team. Yeah. 
So I told you before we went to break that Jeremy and I may qualify for this new unlimited no. meal plan no. for BYU athletics. Free lunch listen, today? Listen, at I Do Rock the Y points out, pretty sure your two intramural championships qualify you for the BYU athlete meal plan. False. <laughs> Although I wish it was true. <laughs> Is it three? Five? How many do we need to win? Maybe we should ask Tom about that. Yeah. Yeah. Not one, not two. Yeah. And now he's back that in Cleveland. That was well received. Oh, man. You know what we should do right now? Play What's the Chance. Yes! BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? You saw how this fun little game works. We throw out a burning question, and then Jeremy and I attach a percentage chance as our answer. Let's go number one. What's the chance BYU schedules the three remaining Pac-12 teams in upcoming years? I say 5% because I don't think BYU is going to get a game with Oregon. BYU, like, they're a, they're a really difficult team to schedule. I don't think Oregon wants to play BYU. Oregon State, they have a I'll relationship play BYU. with. BYU. Colorado, I don't think I want to play Colorado. <laughs> Why not? It's like playing Utah. No, In that it's, it's not. Colorado is not the caliber of Utah. They're not. Their program is a dumpster fire. It is. They're they're when in Rome. <laughs> I say five percent. Like nine of twelve is amazing. All twelve of the Pac twelve teams in the near future? Eh, small chance. Eighteen point seven six percent. BYU could schedule something with Oregon at some point. The Nike connection, maybe? Let's go. Uh Oregon State, I think it's just a matter of time when BYU re ups with yeah, Oregon State. There's a State. relationship there. You're right. Colorado is probably the least likely of those three to me. But uh BYU has played Oregon previously. Uh, in the late 80s and early 90s. I think it would be nice if they hooked that up again. Number the two. Nike connection. Number two. What's the chance BYU gets that home game with Notre Dame? I'm going to say 75% because okay. both athletic directors want the game, and Tom Holmo, importantly, is willing to wait. He doesn't want to have that game bought out. He's, he, he will work with Notre Dame and their athletics department to make this game happen, even if it's in, like, 2023. They're going to get that game, so I give them 75% chance. I'll go higher because I feel the same way, 92.8%. Uh, yeah, BYU will wait until they get it. And guess what? Will they actually play the game or get the game? I think they'll get the game scheduled. Who knows if they'll play? Yeah. Well, how do you come up with the point eight? How, how does uh, that process I, I stu- happen in I your study head? a lot before <laughs> the show. Yeah, I, I uh, talk to the stats department. I get uh, the probabilities. Talk to Nate Mickle and I get the probabilities. He put some probabilities out the other day on Twitter. <laughs> what was your cumulative GPA at BYU, Jeremy? Don't, don't answer. Matter. I'm not going to say. Don't answer. There's, I'm not going to say because it's so kidding. low. You asked Ashley Garfield. <laughs> that's why I'm asking you. Yeah. Number three. What's the chance BYU builds a basketball practice facility in the next three years? Mm. Oh, I'm going to say 33%. In the next three years, I feel like that would be an accelerated timeline. If you said five years, then that'd probably up that percentage to closer to 60 or 70. But I'm going to say 33% because three years is not a lot of time to figure out something. Yes, they need, but things like that just do not happen fast. 34.8%. 34.8%. Yesterday, Tom Hommel addressed the question that always comes up in that Q&A, and he said that behind the scenes, they have permission to get, try and get funding for it. This means BYU is going to build a practice facility for basketball. That's awesome. We don't know where it's going to be. We don't know when it's going to be. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. If it was five years, I would say probably. Uh, there have been, you know, BYU's wanted this for a while, thought it was in the mix. Yeah. 
this needs to happen soon. That's the one athletic facility where I'm like, please, let's get this ASAP. This needs to happen so that Tyler Haas doesn't have to shoot around on the RB and be questioned about whether or not he has a wristband on. Tyler? TJ? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Number four. What's the chance? Jamal Williams is at Classic Skating this weekend. Zero percent chance, unfortunately for J-Swag Daddy, because we know that he loves to bust a groove at Classic Skating. Let's on, groove tonight. On four-wheeled roller skates. Snowball. But he is, he's taking care of a mild knee sprain. If, the co- if he went to Classic Skating and tried to skate and the coaches found out, <laughs> it may be the end of Jamal Williams' life at BYU. Yeah. Uh, I'll go negative eight percent. There's no way. <laughs> It's just There's not, no way. It's not no, happening. No. Number Zero. five. What's the chance of rain on game day at UConn? Oh, I don't gee. even want to answer this. Yesterday, weather.com said it was 50%. <laughs> Is there anything more authoritative than weather.com? That's a complete miscalculation. Okay. Well, thanks, thanks Dr. Let's, Bob. Let's hope that it is a complete miscalculation. We need to talk to a Hartford weatherman. And we might do that because that would be fantastic. I, I want to hear good news. I want to hear good news about the forecast clearing up and BYU opening the season with no weather. Bronco Mendenhall joked to this that he hasn't worked on the two-hour rain delay contingency plan just yet, but they're trying to work that in. Let's hope that BYU does not have a two-hour rain delay at any point this season. Did they not fill yeah. their quota last year? Yeah, you can do mental reps. I'll go, uh, I don't know, 25%. I don't know what it actually is. I want it to be negative 80 million percent. I just, want it, I just want it to be dry. Let's play. Let's just play football, right? And we're one day closer. Countdown to Connecticut. Eight days away. Wow, tomorrow one week. Don't you like the way that sounds? Yeah, it took a while to get to the single digits. Yeah. So I, we had to throw away in there with a syllable. It's so, it's so great to be so close. Yes, it is. A BYU alum working his way up the PGA FedEx Cup standings, and the Miami Beach Bowl now has an official kick time. Cougar Whip Around hits next on BYU Sports Nation. I got my wife. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan wrapping up another edition of BYUSN. You know what time it is? Mm-hmm. It's time for the Cougar Whiparound football. Small Williams sprained his knee in practice Wednesday. We're told it's mild. Other football news, BYU scheduled a home and road game with Washington 2018 in Seattle, 2019 in Provo. And the Miami Beach Bowl is officially scheduled for December 22nd. That's a Monday at 2 Eastern time. More football. Wednesday, Ross Oppo was named to the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose Award watch list for recognizing the top Offensive Division One athlete out of the state of Texas. There are like 80 million of those guys. <laughs> yes. Four Cougars also made it to the Senior Bowl watch list. Bob Daniel, Marcus Johnson, Bobby Daniel. Solomon Ikafu, <laughs> and Devin Mahina. Women's basketball. BYU's on its seventh day in Spain. Wednesday, BYU spent the day in San Sebastian. San Sebastian. You know where that is? Nope. Neither we, do I. We talked to Ashley Garfield earlier on the program live from Spain. They're preparing for a game uh, tonight. Cougars play three games between now and Monday before Still awaiting home. the Matador pick from Jeff Judkins. Yes. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays on the first page of the leaderboard. Finished the first round with a three under at the Barclays. He is currently tied for sixth. At CDR the Bots tweeted, if you're about to talk about Daniel Summerhays, be sure to mention that his cousin's Kerry Roberts. That's Corey D. Roberts, the 
Twitterer, the tweeter. Uh, that's his wife, who's the current BYU women's golf coach. I didn't know they were related. Carrie Roberts and Daniel Summers. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, future guests, Jacob Brugman of the Stockton Ports. If you haven't heard what he's been doing, he's been hitting the home runs, and a lot of them. Without steroids, we believe, uh, which is awesome and natural. We'll also hear from Christian Stewart tomorrow. His backstory of how he got back to BYU is really entertaining. Yes. It's, it's interesting. I'm happy for Jacob Brugman, by the way. We used to have a bunch of major leaguers. Here, now, here's a guy in the minors who's doing pretty well. Hopefully, he can advance up. He's in uh, single-A ball right now. If you can get your way into double, maybe triple, then you're, then you're on the fringe, man. Yeah, he's already, like you said, he's already been promoted. We should talk to Zach Bayrudi, our boy from Pacific, the uh, men's basketball player from Pacific. He does the Stockton Ports games. And now he gets to follow Jacob Brugman. That's, yeah. that's really cool. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. And it goes to President Dieter F. Uchtdorf. He spoke with the football team yesterday, had a great picture with the running backs. Jamal looks fine in the picture, by the way. His right knee is wrapped, but he looks happy and he is standing up. <laughs> yeah. All good signs. Also, uh, it's the birthday of President Thomas S. Monson. And one Jim McMahon. Yeah. Now, those guys mentioned in the same sentence. Now, that doesn't happen often, does it? (laughs) That's really funny. What's the biggest BYU sports news that came out yesterday? How about a few more tweets? You got tweets. At Crazy Cook Fanatic. Commercial with Green Room Snack Guy and Jerome. Yeah, that came out. If you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. At Skirts91. Braxton Miller's shoulder injury, leaving Taysom Hill in the top four dual threat quarterbacks in the 2014. Now, really, we we do feel bad for Braxton Miller. And Ohio State. Yeah. Thanks to Ashley Garfield and Bronson Kafusi and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand right after we end. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to David Lauder. We're back to work in Radio Vision at noon Eastern tomorrow. Ah! Don't throw the goggles.